Amen. If you'll turn with me to the book of John, John in chapter 8. John chapter 8. Last week we saw the glorious truth that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And he's not just the light of the world for the traumatic moments of life. He's not just the light of the world for the monumental times of life. He's the light of the world for everyday life. And, and we can trust him. To, we don't have to try to superhero our way through. We can take his, him, him by the hand and allow him to lead us through everyday life. And now we are coming into a narrative in chapter 8, right when you cross that kind of borderline of, of verse 12 and verse 13, we see the Pharisees coming back in and questioning what, what, what seems like an ever, a, a never-ending narrative of Jesus' life is him speaking with the Pharisees and the Pharisees having constant questions, but not the questions that, that would want to know more of who Jesus is. Questions that want to prove that he's not who he says he is. And so, as we come to this passage of Scripture, I want you to uh, skip all the way down to verse 32. And I want you to see one of the theme verses of this chapter. Probably one that you're familiar with. Verse 32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And, and what Jesus is trying to get across to these Pharisees as he tries to get across to us as his people as well is that the truth is not just some vague thing that we theorize. The truth is a person and his name is the Father. And we can know him on a very personal basis. We can know Jesus Christ. We can know who he is. And because we know Jesus, we know the Father. And that is what he's trying to get across. So let's back up again to verse 12. And I'm just going to read a few verses here to give us some context, okay? We read this verse last week. Verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. I want to preach this morning on what is truth. Let's pray. Father, Holy Spirit, you are the one that illumines truth. And Lord, you live on the inside of every believer. And Lord, you convince us of truth. Lord, thank you for your word this morning, and I pray that you'd speak to our hearts. Lord, I can't do anything to convince folks of, of, of what is true and what is not. Lord, you and, and your spirit and, and your word can do that perfectly fine by yourself. And so, Lord, as just a representation of who you are this morning, I just want to give you leeway, Lord, to flow through me. Lord, would you speak what needs to be spoken this morning? Lord, keep me from saying what I shouldn't be saying. And Lord, would your message get across clearly in Jesus' name? Amen. Every day, we are on a search for truth. We read the paper. We maybe scroll through our Facebook feed. Uh, we look at the news for something that is true about our world today. Would you say that that's pretty common for people? They want to know what is truth, so they'll pick 
one news network over another one. They'll look uh, at different things. If you, if you notice the news at all this week, there was something that kept coming up, and it was about the border. Uh, does anybody know what that is? There was a, there was, yeah, there was a Canadian border crisis there that was happening, uh, something called the Freedom Convoy. And I was, I was uh, keeping track of it throughout the week, and uh, as we got closer to uh, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau making his, his statement on Friday night, um, I heard that the order went such and such a way. And then on Saturday morning, I was just kind of scrolling through some news on YouTube. Not a great place to be looking for news. <laughs> okay, but, but I noticed that there were two different sides. Uh, some people had plastered all over their video title, uh, the convoy is leaving, and other people, the convoy is staying. And I was like, I, I, I was in shock. I was like, what is the truth? And while that's a sorry uh, illustration, um, people all throughout the world today are looking for one thing, and that is, what is the truth? What is the truth? Throughout the Bible, people have asked the same question. Flip over with me just a few chapters ahead to John chapter 18. And we find Jesus again mentioning this is what is true. John chapter 18, the very familiar passage with Pilate. John chapter 18, verse 37. Pilate therefore saith unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness of what? The truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. And what does Pilate say to him? Pilate looks him in the face, and he says, what is truth? What is the, what is the truth? I'm, I'm looking for the truth. And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and saith unto them, I find no fault in him at all. I, I, fi I find in him no fault at all. Here Pilate is, is looking for what is truth. And I would say there's, there's that same spirit among people, among, among Christians today. What is the truth? How can I find what is true? And Jesus, while here on earth, worked his entire ministry of three years having one goal. And that was to reveal the Father to a lost and dying world. That was to reveal the truth of the Father. And Jesus is trying to reveal that same thing to us today as he did to those Jews. The truth about who the Father is and how he can set us free. So let's look firstly this morning at Jesus' true record. You'll notice throughout the passage of John chapter 8, truth is mentioned a lot. And so we're going to stop in just each of these, these uh, moments when Jesus mentions something that is true, and we're going to focus on it together. So let's look first. We, we have two points this morning, so we're not going to have a normal three-point sermon. Don't worry, it's not going to be that long, okay? But we're going to focus first on Jesus' true record. Jesus was not lying here when he was giving truth about himself. Verse 13, And the Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. 
For I know whence I came and whither I go, but ye cannot tell whence I came and whither I go. See, when the Jewish leaders uh, were talking to Jesus here, they didn't believe him. They said, your record's not true because you're the only guy saying this. And he said, you don't know where I'm coming. You, you, don't, you don't know where I come from. I'm coming from the Father. I know where I'm coming from, and I know where I'm going. I'm going to go to the cross and die for you, and I'm going to go back and be with my Father. You can't, you can't tell me where I, where I come from and where I'm going. I'm not the only one that is, that is preaching of me. And, and the, 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 the Pharisees, in saying this, they're trying to communicate to the people around that are listening to Jesus, as well as to their fellow Pharisees, that this, is, this has got to be somehow seemingly reasonable that Jesus is, is wrong here. But the fact is that his record was true. That bec- even though they were seemingly reasonable in saying that he's the only one saying this, therefore it's false, it was not true. Jesus, uh, Jesus gives two proofs of his record being true. Verse 15, Ye judge after the flesh. I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I and the Father that sent me. Jesus is telling them, your, your judgment is fleshly, it's carnal, it's after the flesh. You're judging me based on what you think. And, and, and in their judgment, we know from previous chapters, they're out to kill Jesus. They're, they don't want anything to do with this person that says that they're from the Father. And Jesus says, what? What's his answer? I judge no man. Jesus isn't here. He didn't come to condemn. This doesn't mean that he's not the judge. In the previous chapter, we find out that God had given all judgment to the Son, that all judgment was in his hand. But God said in John three 17, I've not come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus came to do one thing, and it was a thing that, that the Pharisees did not understand. He came to be the, the payment for our sins. It didn't mean that he didn't have the power as the just judge. His judgment was true. His, his, that means his judgment is straight. It was right. Whatever he judged was right on. It was true. But he was leaving that judgment for a future time. His purpose of coming was to reveal the light of the Father, the light of who the Father was, and how he could save them from their sins. There will be a day for judgment. There will be a day where God will judge sinners. But that was not this day, and it's not this day either. God's given a time where sinners can turn for repentance. He's not alone. In verse 16, it says at the end of verse 16, but I and the Father that sent me. He's dependent on the Father. And this phrase comes up and up and up again, that it wasn't just him saying this. It wasn't just him that was was revealing the Father. The Father is there with him. We'll see that in just a moment again. But notice that as we walk through this passage. So we have the first proof of Jesus' true record, and that is that Jesus' judgment is true. The second proof that he gives us is a true witness. A true witness. Look at verse 17. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. 
And they said unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. So Jesus takes them back to their own law. And it's the law we have today. If you were to get into a car accident, maybe you ran a red light. And uh, they say, you ran a red light, which you did. And you say, well, I th- I, you know, I, I'm positive it was green. Well, you'd have one person's word against another person's word. And the police would ha- could, could do nothing about it. But if there was a witness that said, nope, he ran a red light, she ran a red light, then you have two people's word. And, and, it, and, and in a court of law, that would stand. And Jesus takes them back to their, their, their law, and he says, you don't understand this, but there, there's a spiritual dynamic happening here. It, in, in me saying that I am from God and I can cleanse your sins, I, I am the sacrifice for you, it's not just me saying it. My father's the one speaking it. I'm just the one conveying it. So there's two people here, whether you realize it or not, spiritually. So Jesus, if you can put it this way, is the exception to the rule. He, 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 is, he is the one that, 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 can, that can take care uh, of, of what he's saying without having to be bound by human law. Jesus tells them that the father is his witness, and in fact what he is saying is true. Now, there's some doctrine here in this. If he had known me, he should have known my father also. Is, these are some strong words that Jesus says to these Pharisees. When he says, ye neither know me nor my father. Now, these are the religious rulers, the, the Jews that, that you know, pray. I don't know if they pray three times a day, but there were several different things that in their religiosity that they did to worship God. They came to church on Sunday, and you could come to church here on Sunday and yet God could be saying to you this morning, ye neither know me nor, your, nor the Father. You don't know what you think you do about me. It's not religion that's going to give you a relationship with the Father. He speaks, he speaks here to the oneness of God the Father and God the Son specifically. Now we know that God the Father, God the, the Son, and God the Spirit are all one. But here he specifically speaks, I and my Father we're one. And when I speak, I'm speaking not just of myself. I'm speaking of my Father. And therein lied the confusion of these pharisaical rulers. Jesus' record was true. No matter how unreasonable it looked to these Pharisees, no matter how unreasonable it looked to these Jews, Jesus Christ was giving them the truth about who the Father was and how he could set them free. But he could not set them free without explaining to them first a penalty that had to be paid. And so in verse 20, Jesus shows them a true penalty. And that's the second point we'll look at this morning, a true penalty. Verse 20, these words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. We talked about last week about how Jesus was giving the picture of light. And why is this detail thrown in here? Why is he speaking in the treasury? In the treasury there stood two colossal golden candlesticks that had several lights on them on either side, and Jesus was speaking to them of the light of the world. He's, he often used pictures in scripture, the bread, uh, uh, bread of life, the, the living water, and now the light, the light of, of, of the world 
who is Jesus that could wash that could that could take care of their sin and help them not to walk in darkness. Verse 21. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way and ye shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Again, strong language here. Notice he doesn't say ye shall seek me and find me when ye search for me with all your heart. He doesn't say that here to these Jews or to these Pharisees. Why? Because he knows the way that they're seeking, they're never going to find him. The, the path that they're on of seeking, of, of, of doing good, of, of just trying to do the law, we sang earlier that Christ has fulfilled the law. In one of the songs that we sang this morning, that Jesus Christ came to, to fulfill the law so that we didn't have to live under it. That's, that, that's, that's the, who the Father is. The Pharisees weren't interested in that, though. Jesus told them that they would go on, they would seek what they, they wanted to do, but because of that, they would die in their sins and go to hell. And there are people like that today that are seeking. They, they say that they're seeking after God. They say that they know they have a thing going with God. They know, they, they know what, who God is, and yet they will die in their sins and go to hell. Sadly, the end of verse 21, it says, Whither I go, ye cannot come. Whither I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whither I go, ye cannot come. And at this point, even in the light of the penalty, the grave penalty that Jesus has just set before them and brought to their attention, the questions of the Jews now become more scornful than they did even in the last encounter with Jesus. In, in chapter 7 and verse 35, they say, well, he's, he's saying that he's going to go someplace and we can't follow him. Is he going to go back to, to Galilee? Is, is he going to go to the Gentiles? Where is he going that we can't follow him? And now they say, will he kill himself? It is sad when a person is confronted with the penalty of their sin and their sole question is anything but... What can free me from this penalty? What can give me freedom from this penalty that I so rightly deserve because of my sin? And still, Jesus pushes forward and reveals to them who the Father is by introducing them to the true person that is the Father. So they get an introduction to the true person. Verse 23, And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. You're of this world, I am not of this world. Imagine you're one of those Jews standing there and you're hearing this. Uh, I only know of one planet Earth. I don't know where you're from. And yet they're hearing Jesus speak this and they're being pricked in their hearts. Verse 24, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. And they said unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. That's the Father. He that sent me is true. What I've spoken, the record that I've given, everything that I've told you about the penalty for your sins, it's true. And I speak to the world those things which I've heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. 
They didn't, it didn't register with them, partially because they weren't seeking after God. They weren't seeking for the true coming of the Messiah that they should have known from the Scripture. But notice, even in the rejection of true need, Jesus doesn't fail to introduce to us the true person that is, in the, that is the Father. Even when someone has totally turned away from God, maybe you know of someone like that that is, that is absolutely pushing away God, God doesn't cease to say, I'm just going to give up on them. No, he still reveals to them who Jesus is. They have, a cho- they, they have an opportunity to choose the Father or not. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He that cometh unto me, uh, unto the Father, uh, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So not only that, but Jesus was sent by the Father to be the true provision for the penalty that we deserved. Not just he, he didn't just introduce us to the Father and say, okay, here's the Father, here's your sin problem, do something about it. He provided himself, he gave himself as the true provision for your penalty. Verse 28, Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he. Jesus Christ says, hey, you might not believe it right now. You might not know what the Father has truly done for you. You might not even know that the Father is truth right now because I'm the only one speaking and and you see me as just one man. But when ye have lifted up the Son of Man, you will know. You will know when you can't recognize who I am anymore, when I'm bleeding out for your sins, you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. Jesus knew that the Father had sent him for one purpose, and that was to be that perfect lamb that would be slain and take away the sins of the world. And he tells these Jews, when you lift me up, they probably had no clue what he was talking about, like the disciples didn't have any clue what he was talking about many times. When you lift me up, not in glory and respect as a king, not, not, not to, to, to tell the fame of Jesus Christ, when you lift me up on a cross, you will know who I am and what my Father says is true. What is truth? My Father. My Father is truth. One last thing this morning It's not just that Jesus introduces us to a true person that is the Father, not just that Jesus was the true provision that all of us need, but that there's a true promise that Jesus gives to every single one of us. And there's really two promises right here at the end of this passage. The one we mentioned at the beginning of of this morning's sermon, that was that the truth makes free. And we'll focus on that a little bit next week as as we go into that part of John chapter 8, but I want to I draw your attention to a second promise right here in this passage. Verse 29, And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. This morning, uh, just as I was getting ready to preach, and uh, just as I was going through things, uh, a fellow preacher uh, texted me, and uh, 
He encouraged me just with a verse and just a statement saying, we get to represent the Father this morning. As as I was thinking about that and just thinking about uh, John chapter 8, that's exactly what Jesus is doing. That's exactly what he's saying here. And he that sent me is with me. I'm representing the Father, and he's right there with me. Jesus doesn't leave you alone. Our job is not, it's not just the preacher's job. I get the, I get the glorious responsibility of, of, of standing here and declaring God's truth, God's word for what God says, and I get to represent the Father to you each Sunday morning, Wednesday night, as God gives me, as God gives me the opportunity to do it. But you as a Christian have the daily responsibility of reflecting who Jesus is, who the Father is to a dying world, as, as do I. And here Jesus says, if, if this promise was to Jesus, how much more is it to us? And God says this all over Scripture, and he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. The Father's not going to leave you alone. He's not going to leave you alone. For I do always those things that please him. That was the testimony of Christ. And hopefully that will be the testimony of you this week. It's not just the preacher, it's you as a Christian. I want to develop this truth, but I don't don't think we have time for it right now. Verse 30 through 32, as we'll look at it next week. Let's just glory in it as, as we end here today. Verse 30, and he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth. Now we now it all comes together. Ye shall know the truth. It's not so much a question of what is the truth. It's a question of who. Who is the truth? And ye shall know the truth, my Father. And the truth... My Father shall set you free, shall make you free. Jesus this week is trying to reveal to you the thing that he was trying to reveal to the Jews, is that the truth about his Father is how he can set us free, how he can set us free, how we can have a relationship with him that starts right now, today, how we represent him, on a daily basis, and how he can set us free. Not just from sin, not just from, not just from, from, from the, the, the bondage of our sin that would be taking us to hell. If, if you've accepted him today, he's gloriously set you free from that. Your chains are gone. And my friend, this morning, you are not just free from your sin, you're free from the power of sin. You don't serve that boss anymore. You don't serve that master anymore. He's set you free from it. What is truth this morning? Truth is the Father. Let's pray.